In season two, we move from T-Rexes and diggers to space bug battles with starship troopers defending Earth. So this is the second half of the first episode of the Starship Trooper Chronicles. We kind of started it last night, but Kyboy fell asleep. So we'll finish it tonight, maybe. So we had talked about how a big asteroid fell onto Earth out in the farmland. And everyone thought, well, that's something that happens once every, you know, couple million years or so. But uh, so we're covered for a while. And everything settled down, and they uh, turned the, the, the big crater into a park, you know, a museum. Come and see the giant hole in the ground. People always like to see big things. And everything kind of settled down. But How one, big was the meteor? Well, you know, earlier in the story I listed the numbers, but I don't want to do it again because I'll probably not list them right. So next time. That yeah. meteor was as big as a planet. Well, not quite that big, but big enough to make a giant hole in the ground. So when we listen to the story, you'll hear how big it is, you know. So everything sort of settled down. But then one month later, a huge, big, ripping, snarling noise was heard. And people looked up in the sky and they saw a big streak. This was at night. And so they saw a very bright trail. Biggest that anyone had ever seen start to streak down and I got closer and closer to the ground. It only took seconds by the time people saw the streak, by the time it was super close to the ground and then it hit the ground. And this tremendous amount of energy. How big was it? Very big. A tremendous amount of energy was released. The ground really? shook. So it was so loud. No, not bigger than the planet. If, if it was bigger than the planet, the whole, whole planet Earth would be destroyed. It was big, you know, about a mile across. Bigger than a book? No, bigger than a book, about a mile across. Bigger than a house? Yeah, it's about a mile across. It hit Buenos Aires, the city in South America. And it was so big, the entire city was destroyed. The ground shook for thousands of miles in every direction. The shockwave actually traveled around the world multiple times. And it was heard for 5,000 miles in every direction. A giant cloud of smoke and ash and dust and billowed 70, 80,000 feet up into the sky. And it was so sad and so tragic. Millions of people lost their lives that day in Buenos Aires. And so everyone now said, all right, something is not right. Something is wrong. There's no way that two giant meteors hit the Earth, you know, within a month of each other. When it barely happens, you know, within millions of years of time. Some people said, well, it's possible that the two meteors just were, you know, came from the same... You know, event out in the, the outer outer space and it wasn't a coincidence but then people started to get very worried that more were on their way and they did some long range you know viewing with telescopes and they noted that hey these they kind of tracked the trajectories of both meteors and they they noted that hey both of these meteors 
came from the same place in space. And they happened to look way out in space and they saw, excuse me, four more meteors all on their way, directly on their way to Earth. And then they knew there's no way that this is by accident. This, this is intentional. Something's going on. So they had about another month before the next meteor was going to hit. So what they decided to do was they marshaled up about 400 nuclear weapons uh, from Earth and they reprogrammed the intercontinental ballistic missiles and they programmed them all to converge on the next meteorite. And the meteorite was so big, you can't blow up a meteorite. The best thing you can do is hope to redirect it. So they had all of the nuclear weapons staggered out in a line that would follow the meteorite. And the farther away the, a meteor is, the less energy you need to redirect it. Once you redirect it a little bit, it has more and more and more and more time to miss. So they had to use about 200 nuclear explosions all strung out in a line in the path of the, the nearest meteor. They only needed about 50, you know, for the next one. And the next one, they only needed, you know, like five and so on and so forth. And they used a few, the rest of them, and they kind of kept in reserve just in case it didn't work. So they fired all those missiles out and they strung them all in a line along the path and they calculated all very calcul careful calculations and so they figured, okay, we'll probably be safe. We'll be able to redirect all the, all the meteors that are on the way towards the Earth. And so they had that problem, most immediate problem taken care of. And so they said, we have got to find out where these meteors are come from and why this is going on. We have to know what's going on. This is... You know, we're in danger. Somebody is trying to hurt us. So they built a, the, a, the biggest super, a super fast spaceship, one of the biggest ones that was ever, ever been built. You know, because people have never traveled in the deep, deep, the deepest space that these meteorites seem to be coming from. They seem to be coming from about three quarters of the you know way across the galaxy. And people have never traveled that far. They've never had a reason to. I mean, in this day and age, you know, in the day and age of the Starship Troopers, which is about 400 years from now, they have starships that travel pretty far, but never that far. So they everyone packed into the ship and uh, decided it. You know, they picked the best soldiers they could find, the best scientists and space, you know, spacecraft operators, and they got a really good captain, and off they went. And it was a long journey. You know, the Starship Troopers are able to travel in hyperspace with their uh, spaceship many, many times the speed of light. But still, it was millions and millions of light years away. And when they finally arrived at the planet that they, or a, a location where the asteroids were coming from, sure enough, they found kind of like a big asteroid belt, a big supply of asteroids. But they're like, well, how the heck did these asteroids, you know, get across three quarters of the way across the galaxy? I mean, even if someone kind of gave them a push, they'd take millions and millions and millions of years to get to Earth. So sure enough, though, over at the kind of a corner of the asteroid belt, they found 
a wormhole, a, a porthole that they guessed lead to Earth. So something was pushing these meteorites into this porthole, this, this wormhole, and those meteorites are being hurled into Earth. And they were like, what the heck? They didn't know if the portal, the portal, you know, the wormhole was naturally occurring or someone made it. They scanned around, and sure enough, they found a planet. And the planet was kind of like a yellowish-brown, and it looked like it was very dry. And so then they flew over into it, and they got into orbit, and they, they scanned for life. And they tried to see if there was anything on the ground. They didn't see any cities. They didn't see really any infrastructure or even agriculture. So they're like, what the heck? And um, there were some areas of water and some areas of, you know, plants and stuff, but mostly it was just kind of rocky, arid desert. So they went down in a um, shuttle to the planet's surface, and uh, they started researching, trying to find anything, looking around, you know, and doing a patrol. And they zoomed around here and there, and all of a sudden they found this cliff. And on the side of the cliff, they saw these large holes, large holes, about 15-foot tall holes, big, big, big holes. So they got out of the spaceship, the shuttlecraft, you know, the one that went down to the planet, and they got out and they started to look through these holes, and they saw weird tracks in the ground, and they're like, something lives in these holes. And they got near the edge of the hole, and they were looking around, and they were trying to scan for anything, and they saw lots of tracks. And then there was a soldier on the expedition team, it was kind of a hothead, and he right there at the mouth of the, this entrance, 15 feet tall, and he just yells at the top of his lungs, Hey! Anybody in there? And then he fires off his rifle three times. And... Then all of a sudden, they started to, f they heard this almost immediately, this rumbling sound, and the, the ground shook, and they heard all kinds of chattering and squawking and screeching, and they knew something was up. So they started to back away from the opening of the tunnel, and all of a sudden, hundreds and hundreds of giant insect-like creatures boil out of all the holes, and they're gnashing their chompers, and their front legs are long and pointy, so they're like stabbing weapons. And they they looked around left, they looked around right, and they saw the human beings, and they this weird, eerie, screeching noise came out of them, and they all started gnashing their chompers and heading straight for the people, the, the landing party. And the landing party went, oh my god! And they started to run back towards the shuttle. The uh, soldiers were laying down kind of with some suppressing fire so that the uh, people could work their way back to the shuttles, but it hardly even did anything. And they were shooting at the space bugs, these giant, they called them right away, just they called them space bugs because they looked like bugs and they're from another place, so they just called them space bugs. And uh, they, some, they knocked a few of them down, but there were so many and they were coming so fast, and pretty soon the soldiers were overwhelmed. But the people got back to the space shuttle and they barely got in the space, the, the scientists barely got in the space shuttle and they took off. And even as they took off, some of the space bugs reached up and punched holes at the bottom of the space shuttle. Whereas they barely made it away. And so they quickly repaired the holes.
in the space shuttle, and they zoomed all the way back up to their, this mother spacecraft in orbit. By the time they got out there on the ground, they could see that these even larger round bulbous bugs were coming out of some holes. And they were kind of tilting backwards, and they saw this blue, brilliant flash come out of the bug. These big, giant, and right away they thought, what are those energy beams? And sure enough, they were. Those energy beams came up and were shooting at the um, the orbital ship. And uh, one of them hit the corner of the orbital ship and blew a giant hole right through it. And as soon as the space shuttle got on the orbital ship, they're like, we got to get out of here. And they took one more hit on the side that luckily none of them were debilitating, you know, damage, nor terribly bad damage. And they were able to get away. And they gunned the engines and zoom, they got out of there. Then just as they got out of there, they saw a laser blast leave the planet and hit an asteroid. And it nudged the asteroid towards the wormhole. And then it fell into the wormhole. Thoop! And they thought, well, that must be how they're getting those asteroids to Earth. They sh they're shooting them with their laser blasters. And they go into the wormhole and they off the way they go to Earth. And then the people on the ship said, all right, this means war. war. And the war right then and there was declared between Earth and the space bugs. And the people didn't quite know why, but they decided to pick, or they named the planet Klaatu, and they knew that they'd be back one day with a large force, and they had, or they were going to do battle with the space bugs, because they knew that the space bugs were super dangerous and angry, and there's no way they would stop shooting asteroids at Earth. And there's no way that the Earth was going to put up with that indefinitely. So that's the end of the first chapter, the first part where war was declared against the space bugs. Next time we tell a story, we can pick up and advance the state of when those, they were fighting the Trog, and the space bugs and the Starship Troopers were actually friends. <laughs>